This is the Big Branding Small Business Podcast with brand strategist and designer, as well as your host, Jeremy Allen. He helps small businesses with a big branding approach. Welcome to another episode of Big Branding Small Business. I'm your host, Jeremy Allen, and this is episode 33. Now, on this episode, it's going to be a little bit different than a typical episode because tomorrow I go up in front of 120-something insurance people and give a talk on branding and brand strategy and logos and what's the difference and what's the importance. So I decided to take the time the night before to practice my speech live. So you're hearing this for the very first time, and I will give a disclaimer. A lot of this information is not proprietary information. It's information that is a general school of thought amongst a lot of branding professionals out there on the interwebs. So if you hear me speak to a specific industry, it is because that is what I am tailoring this speech to, is a very specific industry. So, without further ado, I will share my speech with you guys. You are just an insurance company. You are just a benefits company. I'm sure you're wondering to yourself, who does this guy think he is? Well, I'm Jeremy Allen, and in 1989, I was faced with a question we've all been faced with before. And that is, what are you going to be when you grow up? What are you going to study? What are you going to become? And I needed answers to this question. And I knew my mom had mentioned before at the library at the local high school that she worked at, there was this binder. Now, this wasn't just any binder. This was an eight-pound, three-ring binder filled with yellow pieces of paper. And on these pieces of paper were different career choices. But amongst the dingy yellow pieces of paper that typically reside in this book, there stood a bright yellow piece of paper. And on it read, Computer Graphic Arts. And apparently back then, people thought I was good at art. I had been voted most talented in the high school senior yearbook. I had won a citywide competition in high school art that same year. So this seemed like a no-brainer. As soon as that choice was made, I was faced with yet another one. Where are you going to study? Since there was no YouTube back then, choosing a college was probably the only logical choice. And after earning a BFA in graphic design from the University of Montevallo in 2000, basically because Auburn University wouldn't accept my transfer, Career paths were opened that I didn't know existed. Now, as a graphic designer, you're taught to be a jack-of-all-trades. And one point, I thought this was a bad thing. However, after spending 20 years of having my hands in everything design-related and learning how this could help both large and small businesses, but I felt like I still needed to focus. So I gravitated towards the one thing I really loved to do whenever that opportunity came my way, and that was designing logos. Now, my first referral client was a beer sommelier out of Atlanta, Georgia. 
And I didn't get paid a single dime for it. But I did get paid in 528 ounces of vintage cellared craft beer. And it was fantastic. And then after years of immersing myself in the world of branding and realizing that I was just simply a graphic designer designing logos and not really helping small businesses solve problems through brand strategy and brand design. And that is part of why I started my company, No BS Branding. And also, this is why I have the opportunity every day to help manage a brand rollout and a refresh for a $55 million national franchise brand. And then what I'm discovering in this day-to-day working for a big brand is that this is totally accessible to small businesses and that what I'm about to share with you really works. So if logos don't really help solve business problems, then what are logos good for? Logos are a central part of any business's branding. They're typically the first point of contact for most customers. But what goes into making a good or great logo? Well, the number one thing a good logo has is that it's simple. Now, a simple logo just focuses on highlighting the most important parts of a brand's personality with a very limited amount of space or real estate. It is simply just distilling down all the ideas that surround a brand strategy into its simplest form. And your logo creates a mental association with your values and your mission. And the next key component is that it needs to be relevant. Now, a relevant logo should align with your business objectives and not your personal taste. This is what I discovered was a huge problem working as just a graphic designer building logos not based on strategy, is that most designers typically only approach logos based purely on aesthetic. Asking a client what their favorite colors are, what fonts they like, or other logos that inspired them. This only scratched the surface. And then they only build it out around those few simple questions. And that is not what is going to work best for the business. It really just needs to have meaning that relates to the work you're doing. And it's your responsibility as the business, as the brand, to give it that meaning. The next characteristic of a great logo is it needs to be memorable. Now, one of my favorite logos that really strikes this balance is the FedEx logo. The FedEx logo, if you aren't aware, is simply the word FedEx in two different colors, the purple and the orange. But beautifully crafted are these fonts that look like ordinary fonts, but were very intentionally designed so that the E and the X, the negative space forms, the arrow insinuating that it's moving, which it's a delivery company, so that works perfectly. And the next characteristic of a good logo is that it needs to be timeless. Now, timeless reminds me a lot of the Coca-Cola logo because I remember that they tried to completely change the logo away from that 
timeless, classic Coca-Cola script font. You see, the stronger our association is with a brand, the more negatively we react when they try to change the logo. We've formed a relationship around an identity that a brand has created. And whenever they change it, it disrupts our conscious and our subconscious association with that brand. And really, a great word that encapsulates why this happens is familiarity. Something is familiar to us, then it creates a timeless quality. The fifth characteristic around building a good logo, and I feel is an important one, is that it needs to be versatile. Now, an example of this that I've shown before is the McDonald's logo. Love them or hate them, that little M, those golden arches, can be used as graphic elements. They can be used in part and whole and tiny and big. And it is completely versatile amongst all their packages and their design. So let's talk about bad logos. Since these are the characteristics that go into making a good logo. I love this quote by Dr. Ralph Spieth, the CEO of Jaguar. And he simply states, if you think good design is expensive, you should look at the cost of bad design. And I give several examples of what you typically see in the world of logos, whether they're circles or swishes or very ornate characteristics. And honestly, a lot of these look like they were based on somebody's personal taste. And if you base a logo design off your personal taste, it can tend to look a little unprofessional. And then as a consumer, your professionalism comes into question. And people will undoubtedly question how well you're able to deliver on your products and services if you can't simply get a logo right. Let me ask you, have you ever chosen a company simply because it looks more legit than another company? People make snap judgments, and poor design makes people leave. You want to create a strong logo to stand out consumers now i had a little fun and built a short list of some of the companies and brands in the room today just to simply illustrate how building a logo off of a strategy can help differentiate you from your competitors or the ones that are in the same market space and a small little caveat to that is that logos aren't the only way you can differentiate though there's a lot more that goes into designing a great logo but simply stated logos can have a deep symbolic association that are connected to people's memories and their emotions so that is to ensure that they remember your brand now let's unpack what is a brand what are you giving people to talk about behind your back here, this definition of brand is the sum total of all visual, non-visual, verbal, blah, 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 tangible, and non-tangible elements. Just a bunch of BS. It is a good definition, but it's still a lot of fluffy words. And I simply like the quote from Jeff Bezos that says, Your brand is what other people say about you when you are not in the room. So let me ask you, what if you remove your logo mark or your logo from your marketing and advertising? 
how do people still know it's you? Simply say the phrase, just do it. And who do you automatically associate that with? A brand is more than just the company's name, its logo, its product, or price tag even. It's more than the marketing and advertising around these things. A brand is the consistent and recognizable feeling that all these things evoke. It simply is your reputation. And this is where I love the old cliche, action speaks louder than words. And it's never been a truer statement than relating it to branding. And with branding, you can establish that essential foundation for your company. Because branding is one of the most vital parts in growing a business. That is another way that you can differentiate yourself from your competitors. Not just within the logo, but the entire branding and brand strategy. But before we go all in on branding, let's look at what it's not. It is not marketing. Marketing is simply saying, this is what we do, we do it well, so you should buy from us. It is not advertising. Where you simply say, this is what we do, we do it so well, you should buy from us over and over and over and over, staying constantly in front of your audience. But branding simply is, I know you, and I know what you stand for, and I'm going to join you. Branding is more focused on strategic positioning. Now, there's a big spider web of considerations that goes into branding and brand strategy. And it is super complex to really look at it in its entirety. But simply put, branding is a process where you create this positive image and or perception of a company. Mainly focusing on delivering a message of what the brand is and what it does. And this process typically includes... Strategy, visual and verbal identities, your purpose and your promise, your values, your positioning, your personality, and some design rules. Brand identity is based only on the aesthetics and the tangible aspects of the brand. So, it should be something that triggers one, if not all, five of our senses. Now, Going even further beyond that is the strategy. And the strategy is built off of language. The strategy, like I mentioned in the branding, consists of the mission, the vision, the values, the promise, and the story. And typically, I like to take clients through building out a brand story first. And I love using this three-part framework from Donald Miller and the story brand, and that's stating the problem. What's the problem? Let's make it a little bit worse, possibly. And then what is the solution that we're going to bring to the table? How are we going to help solve your problems? And then the third part of that is what is this future state? What is this future world going to look like? What is it going to include? How are we going to join forces together to create this world we both want to live in? Now, I usually write a paragraph for each one of those. And then once I get the story written out, then it's distilling it down into a mission. 
I follow the same three-part framework, but only use one to two sentences maximum to create a mission because most mission statements for businesses, no one can recall. So I want to create a mission that is simple and easy to remember. And to distill it down even further is your brand promise, your North Star, your guiding principle. And the backbone behind all of this are your values. And I like to have at least three values for each of my brands, if not more, depending on what we discover in the strategy. But these values have to be actionable and they have to be repeatable. Those are the two considerations that need to go into any brand value that you create. Because if you can't take action on it and you can't repeat it, then it really is just a fluffy word and doesn't have any legs to stand on. Nike is just an athletic apparel company. McDonald's is just another fast food restaurant. And now that you've been armed with all this information of what goes into a logo and what goes into making a brand and what goes into building good branding and brand strategy, you can be more than just an insurance company and you can be more than just a benefits company. Thank you. So that was it. That was my speech. It clocked in it's slightly under 18 minutes. It's supposed to be 30. So it looks like I've still got a little bit of fine-tuning to add to it. But thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this. I hope you gain some wisdom or insight from this episode. And feel free to like and subscribe, follow this podcast, and join me on this journey as we explore the world of branding and how it relates to small business. And that's it for this episode, and I will catch you next week. Well, thank you for listening to Big Branding Small Business Podcast with brand strategist and designer Jeremy Allen. He helps small business with big branding approach. And as you heard him say, his website is nobsbranding.com.